Well, thank you here tonight. It is a, it is a privilege to preach again uh, before, before me and Olive. It is, it is a blessing to do that. Uh, I'm going to get started in Genesis chapter 11. If you all can turn your Bibles there and stand. Uh, I'm going to start in Genesis chapter number 11 here tonight. So Genesis chapter 11, it shouldn't be too hard to find, I trust. Um, We're going to start in verse number 31. It says, And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of, thy, out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed, as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sychem, unto the plain of of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from uh, from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east, and there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Uh, you may be seated. So there's a man by the name of Eric Little. I think many of you all have probably, have probably heard of him, uh, but he, he was an Olympic runner. He loved to run when he was a kid. He, he ran all the time, and eventually he, he, he came into Olympics. He was an Olympic runner, uh, but there was one thing. He wouldn't run on Sundays. I, th- I think maybe some of you all know this, but he, he refused to run on Sundays. And his favorite event, or his favorite run, the 100-meter 100, the 100 run, was on Sunday. And he refused to run that race. But instead, he ran the 400-meter race, because that was during a weekday, and he ended, up, he ended up winning that. But then after the Olympics, he went and became a missionary in China. And he served, he served the Lord in China uh, for, for the rest of his life. But you might say... You might say, you know, he, he was such a great runner. He had so much talent. And I'm sure, I'm sure people all around him, they were asking him, why would, you, why would you leave running? Why would you waste your talent, you might say, and leave that and become a missionary? Well, it was because he had, he, he had, he had a better focus. His focus wasn't on the things of this earth. It wasn't on, you know, his, his great talent that, you know, God had given him that talent, that, that ability to run. But yet, God had, God had another purpose for him. God had another desire. He had another plan for him. And, and Eric Little, he, he saw that, and he followed God. He followed God with that. A- Abram, it's kind of the same story here. At first, we see Abram's call from God to leave Ur. And now, at first, in verses 31, um, it says, uh, Abram's, Abram's father, they left Ur, and they went to the land of the Chaldees. And so it looks, it looks like that. Abram left Ur, went to the Chaldees, and then God called him from there. But actually, uh, in, in the book of Acts, it kind of, it kind of clears that up. Acts chapter 7, uh, and verses uh, 2 through 4, it says, Then he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. 
The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham, Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Sharon. It's referring to, to Haran there. And said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and come into the land which I shall, dwell, which I shall show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Sharon. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into the land wherein ye now dwell. So that passage, it shows that, that God did call him from the, from, from the city of Ur. That's, that's where God's initial call was, uh, was placed upon his life. To leave the city of Ur, and then he went to the land of the Chaldees, and then he went into, uh, into Canaan. But I want you to understand um, something here tonight. Uh, it's not just God, God called Abram out of the city of Ur. You know, we might, a lot of times we think, you know, oh, it's, it's great. You know, God called him. He had this great faith and he followed God, which, which he did. But I want you to understand just the, the city of, of Ur in itself. The city of Ur, it was actually a very prosperous city. Uh, it was an industrial, commercial, agricult- agricultural center that made it prosperous. It had a population of about 360,000 people. The city was near the Persian Gulf, which allowed for trading and for fishing. It was actually discovered that the city had hot and cold running water, a sewer system, multi-story buildings, paved roads, and major temples. The city was one of the most well-known and had some of the best artifacts during that time and even some of the best ever discovered even after that time. The city was first founded uh, by the Sumerians. They were the first ones to divide the hour into 60 minutes and divide a minute into 60 seconds. They were also the ones that divided the circle into 360 degrees. Okay, and I'm not just like pulling this out of my head. I'm not just saying this for a good story, right? <laughs> it's, I, got, I got this information from a few uh, cultural books that looked up all these, all these things. Their houses of the middle class were normally two stories measured about 40 by 50 feet, were anywhere from, had anywhere from 10 to 20 rooms. Abram himself, he was most likely a wealthy man. It says in Genesis uh, 13 and verse 2, it says, And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. And this was after he left. But he had, he had to get that money from somewhere, right? And so he, he probably had, he was probably a very wealthy man in the city itself. So, so imagine, like, he, he, he has basically everything, everything you, you need. So he's, imagine, he's just, he's over here. He's over here in the city. And he's, and in other words, he's just, he's just chilling. He's, he's fine. He's got, he's got everything he needs, everything he desires. Uh, he has the city. He has wealth. He has, he has money. He has all of, he has all of this. You know, he has, you know, he has uh, 32 and a half guns. Um, he has his 160-inch TV with his massive lazy boy. He's watching all the sports he desires. Uh, you know, he, he's going to the Super Bowl. And when it comes around, he's, he's going to the World Series. He has everything he desires. But God calls him from, from the city. He calls him from the city to come over here to live in, in tents, to live, uh, to have cattle. That, that's, that's quite a change, right? I mean, imagine just, just it, it, it'd be like just God calling us from, from where we're at, from the houses that, we're at, that we have, and just telling us to go and live in huts almost, you know, in Africa, which uh, is it, a lot of times what we think about. But I just want you to understand what God kind of called him from. The, the, the comforts that Abram had at the time were some of the best in, in that time period. And so I just, I'm trying to get you to understand just what God, God called him from, what he gave up to follow God uh, in, in his call. Now, why, why, did, why did Abram follow this? Why did he follow God? <clears throat> well, we see the promises that God gave to Abram. And uh, chapter, or in verse uh, number, or yeah, chapter 12 and verse number 2 to 3, it says, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, 
and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless him that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. So you see that God promises. He says, I'll make a great nation out of you. He says, I will bless you. Others will be blessed because of you. And God promised to give the land of Canaan to his descendants. So you see all these, all these promises that God gave to Abram. God gave all these promises to, to Abram that he could trust, that he could trust God for. But Abram didn't, he didn't fully trust, in, trust just in the promises. That, that's not why he followed God. It wasn't just because of the promises. You know why? Because uh, one of the reasons why I know this is because God has given us all his promises in his word, but yet I can still struggle to follow God. I can still struggle to trust God with my life. God didn't, or Abram didn't ultimately follow God because of the promises that, that he gave him. Abram ultimately relied on the God who gave the promises. It wasn't just because of the promises. It was because he had, he had trust in God. Uh, and, uh, Abram could believe in the promises because God is the one that gave them. And this, this means that Abram, he had a personal, he had a personal relationship with, with God. We see in Hebrews chapter number 11. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 11 in verses 8, 8 and 9, it talks about this. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have, which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Uh, and then jumping down to verse 13, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. God, Abram had, he had a relationship with God. That's, that's why he trusted God. That's why he followed God. Because it wasn't just because of the promises. He, he could trust God and the promises because he had faith in God. He, he had a relationship with God. In, uh, in, uh, here, in James... 2.23, it says that Abraham was known as the friend of God. He was known as the friend of God. That, that, doesn't, just, that doesn't just happen. You know, pastor has said this many times. Pastor has said that uh, God doesn't have favorites, but he has intimates. God, God, God wants to have a relationship with us. And Abram, he didn't, he didn't get the relationship just, just because. He, just, he was like, oh, you know, I should have a relationship with God. He desired that. He, he walked with God every day. He, he, he had a fellowship with God. He wanted... He wanted to serve God. And we see that relationship with God that he had. Uh, even in verses 7 and 8 of our passage here, it says, uh, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar. Abram built altars. He built an altar in verse 7, and he built an altar in verse 8. He was worshiping God. He was, he was, he was worshiping God. That's how they, they worshiped God, was by setting up altars. <clears throat> that's, and that's how he had a relationship with God. He, he worshiped God. And he had, he had fellowship with God. He wanted, he wanted to serve God with his life. That's what, that's what he wanted to do. So Abram left the comforts of his home to follow God and his promises because he had a relationship with God. That's, that's, why, that's why he did that. So I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, just a question here tonight. <clears throat> so what is, we see Abram, we see you know, the, the, the life that he had. We see the fellowship that he had with God. We see that he, that he walked with God and that he obeyed God to do what he wanted him to do. So I want to ask, what's your excuse for not following God? What, what, is, what is your excuse here tonight? There should be nothing that stands in your way of following God. Every, everything that God asks us to do, we should be willing to do that. We should be 
we should be uh, accepting of that. And you know, you might, you might, you might say, you know, I live, I live a comfortable life. You know, I, as long as long as I can stay here, I can, I can do, you know, my one or two ministries. I can, uh, you know, I can, I can have, you know, my comforts. You know, I'm, I'm fine. That that might not be what God wants you to do. You know, that might be what God wants you to do. That might be fine. And obviously, all those things, all those things are fine. But what if God called you to go somewhere? What if God wanted you to go be a missionary? What if He wanted you uh, to to go be a pastor, um, or maybe just in your personal life? What if what if He wanted you to take away some things? Uh, what if He what if He wanted you to cut out TV because because you're watching it too much, or you know just just whatever? What if He wanted you to stop spending so much money on these things because he wants you to give more money to the church. There's so many different things that God might want us to do, but we can be reluctant to do that because it's, it's what we have. It's our comforts. We see Abram, he, he had a comfortable life. He lived a comfortable life. He had, he had money. He, he had probably almost everything you could, you could imagine at, at that time. But yeah, he forsaked that. He, he, he denied that. He let that all go. Because he wanted, his focus was on God. It wasn't, it wasn't on this earth. It says in, it said in Hebrews that his focus was, was on God. It was on the country. It was on, it was on the promises that God gave him. So I want to challenge you with that. What are, what are you, um, what, what is your excuse for not, for not following God? For not, for not going all in for God? What, do, you, do you have an excuse? You know, I, ho- I hope we don't. And I hope every single one of us, what we have just to tender our heart to God. That, you know, we say, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that God has given me these blessings. I'm sure Abra- Abraham was. He was thankful that God could give him all that. Now, I hope we're thankful that God has given us all these blessings. You know, most of us have homes that we live in, have cars that we drive. You know, we have, we have, we have money. You know, we're, most of us probably, probably aren't living on the streets, right? And so we have these things. But I hope every single one of us would be willing to say, if God wanted me to, I would give up these things. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding on to these things. This isn't what I'm holding on to. Like, I'm, I'm just, I just have these things because God has blessed me. But I hope every single one of us could say, by the grace of God, if he called me to, if he wanted me to, I would be willing to give up anything, anything God desires, anything, anything God wants me to do, I'd be willing, I'd be willing to do that. So what, what is God asking you to do tonight? And I think God, I think God, uh, many times he, he wants us, he wants to, or he, he obviously does want us to do things for him. And you know, many times we, we, might, we might not be sensitive to that. We might reject that. You know, if God wants us to go witness to someone, it, that, can be, that can be scary, right? That can be, that can be nerve-wracking. You know, we don't, we don't want to feel uncomfortable to go talk to someone that we've never met, right? We don't want to feel uncomfortable. It might be something God's asking you to give up, your, com- your comfort. He might be asking you to, to give that up. God is, I, I think God would, is asking every single one of us to, to do something. You know, it might be, it might be big, it might, it might be small, Whatever it is, you need to be willing to, to give that up. Because <laughs> ultimately, God has something else in mind. He has, he has something else in store for us. He wants us, he wants us to grow in our relationship with him. He wants us to follow him more with our lives. There should, be nothing, there should be nothing that stands in the way of our relationship with God and our willingness to follow God. Amen. Something else I wanted to, to focus on tonight is, you know, God gave these different promises uh, to, to Abram. Uh, he, he gave these different promises. I just want to think, how many promises has God given us? Think of all the different promises that God has given us in his word. He's, he's promised to never leave us, to never forsake us. He's promised to, to meet our every need. He's promised 
to give us comfort, to give us help, to give us strength in whatever we're going through. You look all throughout the Word of God, and God has, has given promise after promise after promise after promise. But how many times do we still not want to follow God? We have all these promises that God has given us, but we still don't want to follow Him. We, we, should, we should be willing to follow God, not, not because of the promises, because of our relationship with Him. But these promises that God has given us, they're true, and we can trust them. We can trust them because, because of these promises, because, because God, God is faithful. God will never leave us. We should, be, we should be willing to trust God. We should be able to trust God, and we can. You just, you just have, to put your, you have to put your trust in Him. You have to put your, your, whole, your whole faith, your whole life, your whole life in God. Your following God will be a result of your, your relationship with Him. Say that again. Your, your following God, your, your ability to, to be able to let go of, of things that we have, your ability to follow God will be a result of your relationship with Him. If you, don't, if you don't have a relationship with God, you're not going to be able to trust Him. If you don't know who God is, it says, it says in Hebrews 12, when it talks about Abraham giving up Isaac, that, uh, that he was willing to give up Isaac because Abraham figured that God could raise up Isaac from the dead. God, God had never done that before. That he, was, he, was, he was just going off that. He's, he believed that God could do anything. God, God hadn't done that before. But God, God has done, he, he, has, he has done that now. But he, he believed that God could raise his son Isaac from the dead. So that's why he was willing to, to, to go up and to, and to sacrifice his son. But God, he, he had this trust in God because he had a relationship with God. And your following God will be a result of your, of your relationship with him. If you don't have a strong relationship with him, if you don't have a continual walk with God every day, you're not going to be as willing to do what God wants you to do. You're not going to be as, as trusting of God. So you have to have that relationship with him. So I just want to ask you tonight, how's your, how's your relationship with God? How's your relationship with God tonight? Thank you.